We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect. There are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Actually, in Taga situations where you get, like, tackles and interceptions, guys like Kyle Naughton, Ben Kingsley, um, Stephen Davis. Sorry, Stephen <laughs> Ben Kingsley played. <laughs> this is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast, brought to you by RotoWire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For news, rankings, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, head over to RotoWire.com slash soccer. And now, here are your hosts, Mike Gottlieb and Andrew Laird. Sounds like a solid plan. We'll let's see. start the podcast. Yeah, let's do it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. I am your host, Mike Gottlieb, and with me, as always, is your expert, Andrew Laird. And Andrew, I just want to, before we get started with the soccer, I've done two things that I have not done in a very long time today. One of which is drive a car. Oh. And secondly, yeah, that's right. We'll get into that in a second. Uh, first of which is drive a car. Second of which is enter a DraftKings contest. That's right. (laughs) The veil has been lifted on the state of New York. The law is signed. All players are allowed to play. I have deposited some money. I am now in the Rotowire League, uh, which I will tweet out the link to, or Andrew will tweet out the link to, or both of us will. Uh, So by all means, uh, join the league, join the the contest, have some fun. Uh, You can probably beat both of us on any given week because we're not that great. (laughs) Anyway, um, for the driving the car part, 
you know how difficult parking is in New York City? <laughs> um, I is, am born and raised in New York City. I learned to drive in New York City. Um, I learned to park in New York City. So I don't feel that I don't share your sentiment there. No, it's not. You know, it's not the actual parking. But I'm not, so maybe I maybe I misspoke. It's not the parallel parking. It's the finding parking. a parking That's, spot. It's the finding a legal parking spot, because you have to worry about multiple things: street sweeping, construction, school zones, fire hydrants, parking lots, parking garages, uh, driveways. Uh, and where I live in Brooklyn, uh, the, all, most of the side streets and one of the main streets, Fourth Avenue in Brooklyn, is free parking. So it's a literal and figurative war zone for parking spaces. And I saw two people get in an argument because they feel that the construction vehicles that are built the, that are blocking a bunch of parking spots, which are building an apartment building that I heard over the argument that one one person is going to eventually live in. Uh, he thought that the construction vehicles were taking up too much space and uh, did not allow him to park on the side street for free. The <laughs> my God, I have I've had this conversation actually recently. Um, <clears throat> so my mom lives in the West Village, and I, you are actually in a bit of a lucky position because um, if the rules apply, the same rules in Park Slope apply to where you are. You only have to deal with street sweeping once a week, correct? That's, well, that's right. Well, alternate side for one week. Yes, right. So one day a week. So um, in my mom's uh, neighborhood, it's twice a week. So you either can't park um, there Tuesday, Thursday from whatever it is, 9 to 1030. Or, or it's like mon Monday, Wednesday, or, or Wednesday, Friday, something like that. Uh, I believe it's mon Tuesday, Friday, Monday, Thursday. Wednesday is the free day that everybody can go. But anyway, so that's like enough of a pain that you have to move your car multiple times. But the construction thing like drives my mom absolutely insane like the <clears throat> the difficulty with her neighborhood is that there's construction everywhere like it she basically lives like on a street of brownstones and like the brownstones have just been turning over so much over the last few years and they're always basically gutted whenever somebody buys it so there's like a whole con there's like a huge dumpster in front of the street in front of the house and she goes crazy because they will like overextend like beyond the width of the house because I think they're really technically only allowed to to take up the space in front of the house. They can't go beyond, but they always go behind beyond their cones like go, you know, three houses beyond it. There's always like a plumbing truck that comes in first thing in the morning that'll take up spots. And she gets so angry. And the best part about it is my mom hasn't driven a car in like 15 years. <laughs> and yet she gets so fired up about these parking spots that are being taken up. Maybe it's because every, when, when I go to visit her, I drive and it always takes me forever to park. But like I'm not seeing her every day. And yet she gets so angry about it. But I parking in New York City is just horrific and the the fact uh or the the way that you can like really appreciate how bad it is is that my uncle uh flew in from uh new mexico recently and did like a day in the city he parked for four hours in a parking lot and it cost him 82 bucks oh uh, yeah i <laughs> when i whenever i would visit from syracuse i i, I had a truck and when I've parked in a garage in New York, they they charge me for at least one and a half and possibly two spots yep, because it's yep, because you're so spot. big, yeah. It's, Correct. It's outrageous. So um, one I, car, two spaces, eighty dollars if I was lucky. Yeah. <laughs> for a day. I um, when I graduated college, I brought my car back home 
and basically like moved from side to side every other day. It was such a pain. I wasn't working yet though. When I started working, I got a job in Weehawken, New Jersey. And most people who drove, who went, who worked there lived in Jersey. And so they would just drive and like go in the company parking lot. And I believe the parking pass there was like 50 bucks a month. So I, I brought my car there and left it there for like eight months. Didn't touch it. Like I had that, I was the guy with the car with like flat tires in this parking lot. Like there was no way I was ever going to bring my car back in because I got so used to just having my car there. Not that I was ever going anywhere, but like, that was like the best part of that. That was probably the only good thing about that job was that I was able to find a parking spot for my car. I have one point and one story to tell about New York, New York city driving. Just uh, bear, bear with us guys. We're getting our New York out. Just give us one minute. We'll get to the (laughs) soccer eventually. Um, so one point is everyone asked me, like, don't you miss driving? I'm like, no, because it cost me, it would cost me more than my house payment in Syracuse just to park the car for a month yep. in, in the city. That's the, that's the one point. And the story that I have, uh, it's so expensive just to rent a car and possibly inconvenient. So for example, uh, I'm going, I'm going up to Lake George this weekend. Hmm. Beautiful place. You haven't been. Sounds nice. Um, and so I, I'm renting a car and instead of – because basically Friday is just an awful day to try to travel out of New York City or into New York City. Yes. I decided to rent the car on Thursday so I can not have to deal with the traffic going both ways, just one to get the car and two to bring it back to the apartment to then drive out of the city. Uh, and furthermore, I what I did instead of trying to rent the car from any rental car place that's close to my apartment, I crossed state lines and went into New Jersey. Mm-hmm. So I went to Jersey City to rent the car because it is literally $120 less per day Jeez. to rent the car. Yeah. And so I took two trains to go to Jersey City to then drive back to the apartment, park the car overnight. Street sweeping happened to be this morning, so I had to go move the car this morning <laughs> to another street. <laughs> Didn't realize it until this morning. Uh, and uh, Good thing you realized yeah. it. Exactly. Because uh, that would have been like an $125 parking ticket. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The I'm surprised that you only had to go to Jersey City. Like I was yeah, waiting for you to be like, I took the train. To yeah. Well, I, that, even that, like I'm surprised you didn't have to go to like Summit. <laughs> I, you know, I don't want to go too close to where I went to high school. <laughs> Not that I had a terrible high school. I really didn't. I had a fine high school. Um, I mean, I just, I just have no inclination to go back to anywhere close to Milburn, New Jersey anytime soon. <laughs> You run the into mall somebody. Short Hills is nice. Yeah, you run into somebody. Hey, Mike, how are you? What are you doing around here? I'm actually renting a car and going right back home. Please don't exactly. talk to me anymore. I, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving as soon as I can. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> no, in all honesty, though, Milburn was a fine place to go to high school and middle school. It really, we really was. I just have no inclination to go back. All right, let's go on to the soccer, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. This is a soccer podcast, isn't it? Yes, and the Milburn Chamber of Commerce. If you're listening, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Not really, though. Okay, let's move on. For real. Uh, We have a full game week three to get through, and we've done enough shenanigans to start the podcast, so we should probably get to it, shall we? Let's do it. All right. Uh, So we do not have a Friday night football, which is why we are podcasting on the Friday. So we are going to the Saturday 730 game. Unfortunately, there's a lot of – if you play the DraftKings slate, there's a lot of fantasy players in this 730 game. Huge. It's a great one. Uh, Tottenham Spurs at home against Liverpool, two teams that, you know, in Liverpool particularly need to show that they can bounce back after a very disappointing loss to Burnley last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the <clears throat> it sounds like Philippe Coutinho might not play either because of a hamstring injury. So 
Uh, we'll see. Sadio Mane did play midweek uh, after missing last week on the shoulder injury, so um, he'll be back in. And then I assume Sturridge will will keep his spot since they have an attacking spot open. I don't know if uh, Origi will get that get that start instead. I think Daniel Sturridge has made some comments this week about how he's being asked to play a role he doesn't really want to play. And he comes. He was kind of like, "Oh, you know, I'll do it, but I'm not happy about it." And it's like, we we don't care if you're happy about it. Just go play. Uh, and I wonder if those comments will let Origi get a little more playing time. Uh, I think I think the position that Daniel Sturridge prefers playing most is uh, injury table. Or <laughs> I'm not sure uh, he or prefers medical. That. It's 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 been his spot of choice over the past. X years. Mm. Uh, I remember when he left uh, when he left Chelsea for Liverpool for uh, something like eleven million pounds or something like that. People called it a bargain, and now people understand why Chelsea just got rid of him because they just ne- he was never healthy enough and he was never um, he never quote unquote in the right position. He's a center forward that likes to dribble too much, and he's a wide player that likes to shoot too much. Um, yeah. I- for the harshest of critics, I'd say that's it. His best season was that one with Suarez. Um, yeah, I think they had 52 goals together. And, and I yeah. think we're discovering that was more Suarez than, right. than Sturridge. Yeah. And st- look at Raheem Sterling, too, until this year. Yeah. yeah. I, was, it, you know, I was never a huge fan of his anyway. But, yeah, the uh, <clears throat> I agree with you. I'm not sure. I think we've unfortunately seen peak Daniel Sturridge. And I'm not sure. I mean, how old is he now? Twenty. Five, something yeah, like that. Yeah, still pretty young. But... Still young. Yeah, but yeah, he need, he needs to turn it around quickly if he's gonna be in the lineup week to week. I think, I especially it, it they re, he really doesn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. And on the Tottenham side, they have yet to really get off the mark offensively. Uh, I mean, they they've scored one goal a game, which is you know last time I checked, not good enough. <laughs> um, so Liverpool defensively leaves a lot to be desired. So you have to think. You know, if there's a giving against one of the good teams, this is the team that Tottenham has to put a marker down and score multiple goals. Yeah, I said a few, or I guess it was last month, even maybe, that Tottenham are going to really struggle to match like last year's success, just because less because they were going to get worse and more because uh, Manchester United and Man City and Chelsea got so much better that. You know, just by the way that I thought if those three teams finish in the top three in the top four, then Spurs obviously are going to fall pretty significantly and getting points against Liverpool, who is another team that uh, is going to be in that fight for for the fourth spot. uh, You need to get those points from them. And particularly when they're kind of struggling a little bit, you know, you might as well kind of throw the hammer down. So. The other difficulty, though, is that Spurs kind of started slowly, or I guess Harry Kane really started slowly last year, and I'm not sure um, we've really seen a, a whole lot from him. That that, that he did get do. an assist. He, he did get an assist last. Yeah, week. it was kind of just a flick. On, like I would call that an accidental assist, <laughs> but I mean, you're not you're not getting him for assists. So it's not like, it's not like he spiked it into the ground and it happened to go to a teammate who tapped it in. Right, or the bicycle kick five inches from somebody's face. But That's right. He, the L-tog, the L-tog, if you will. <laughs> he do, he doesn't. I mean, like I said, we're he, we're there for for goals. He could have three assists all season. So, um, I'm just not. I mean, this is the team to do it against. Liverpool have shown they've been pretty poor defensively. So, uh, if there's a breakout, it should it should happen now. I just wonder if it'll be instead Eric Lamella or 
during Alley. during the midweek fixtures. I mean, Joel Matip got some time mm-hmm. too playing center back. Um, he's quick, and but the one problem about Joel Matip, which is probably the reason why he may not start, is because when he makes a good pass and they're forward, he tends to keep running forward. Mm-hmm. He t- he tends to want to play center striker and yeah. center back at the same time. So uh, that that could be the reason why he doesn't start. But it, it, Joel Matip is a guy that I, I get the impression that Klopp wants to play him, but he's so he's so vulnerable at the back that he probably can't get and and we have to also think that you know he's he's in uh, Nathaniel Klein had a terrible week last week to compound the Alberto Moreno terrible week in week one <laughs> yeah so uh, his fullback situation is is it's almost dire at this point Eric Dyer. and not Eric Dyer. yeah <laughs> um <clears throat> yeah I mean they're playing James Milner left back uh, I'm not sure they have anybody to replace uh, Klein if they wanted to make a move there so the I think Matip does start though. I think the the plan all along was to have him start, uh, whether it's Lovren next to him, ugh, I, I guess. But <clears throat> see what I mean? Like there's no there's no responsible center back that'll you know even if Matt it's it's almost like the David Luiz syndrome. You know, like he's he get he has flashes where he looks great, especially going forward too. The, combining his offensive talent. But the only problem is he's a defender, and he there's no it's with the defense that's already vulnerable having that kind of influence. And if you ask him not to go forward, you're taking away a lot. You know, you're you're asking him to do something that he's not 100% confident in. Yeah. So it's it's a tough situation, and I'm not. I, I drafted Joel Matip in both Taga leagues and promptly dropped him in both Taga leagues because I just don't see the potential now anymore. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, the, yeah, I agree with you that the potential is. Oh. I mean, you're kind of depending for at least that format. Clean sheets are still, in, you know, important. So, I just don't see them getting a lot. All right, we've asked this every week: Lamella or Erickson? It's always Lamella for me. Lamella or Roberto Firmino? Um, I'd probably go with Lamella just because Firmino has left such a sour taste in my mouth from the. Lamella, Lamella or Sadio Mane? Mane. There we go. Okay. I don't so, want anybody to think that like I really like Eric Lamella, but like he's a decent fantasy option. All right. I think that's I, I think that's totally fair, and I, I'm not even sure if I would take a single defender or goalkeeper if you have this on your slate. No. Because I don't think there are enough shots on goal versus shots in goal to get a lot of saves for somebody to offset the goals that may happen. I agree. Okay. All right. Let's move on to the 10 o'clock slate, shall we? There are seven games, I believe, at 10 o'clock. Yes, there are. So you have a really nice and full – you have a really – sorry, seven including the 1230 game. So you have a nice full slate for DraftKings this week. So uh, we'll start off uh, with your team, Arsenal, who travel to Watford, who are not a London team. Uh, so it's the most ridiculous campaign I've ever heard. Uh, So uh, It's like uh, Syracuse's were New York's team. Thinking it, it was you know, New York City's I, I, team, and guess what? That guy has left the in the university. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dale Gross is no longer the athletic director. Good, good. That was that was a garbage campaign. Then it's in a garbage campaign now. Even though Syracuse football will play Notre Dame October first at MetLife Stadium, and um, you can almost guarantee that I'll be there. Uh, anyway, Great. Uh, so Watford are playing Arsenal. Watford, of course, with the new signing, uh, very exciting, Daryl Yonmot. 
uh, at right back. So uh, this was all set in motion because DeAndre Yedlin left Spurs uh, to go to Wat- uh, Sorry, to go to Newcastle, which allowed uh, Watford to acquire Daryl Yanmot. Um, I'm not sure if he starts right away, and even if he does in this one, I'm not sure if there's any value there anyway. Uh, probably not. I <clears throat> like how many fullbacks do they have now? They have five. Is it that that it? I thought it was actually more. Um, they have they have a decent number, is the way that I'll put it, because they have Niam. Uh, because remember, they don't have Ake anymore, so it's Niam, Bryce, Ja, JJ, uh, Zuniga, now uh, Janmat and Janmat, and there's one more. Yeah, anyway, there's, there's there's too many. Is is they the have, point? Uh, Holebas, and uh, I think there's somebody else. The Whoever point it is, is I made a joke that they have more fullbacks than Hull has players at this point. That's correct. That's correct. That's a good point. Um, it's 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 absurd. I was all over Zuniga, who is yet to get some consistent time. So, uh, and in this one, I drop all Watford defensive options anyway, including Aurelio Gomez, because mm-hmm. uh, I think there are just too many goals here for Arsenal, who uh, who should be getting some players back. You saw Mesut Ozil enter the fray last week. He may start this week. Um, I feel like, the, especially because of where Arsenal is, they've already spotted the top teams five points. Yeah. Um, so you got to think that the star players are coming back now. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> Arsene Wenger made some comment that uh, Ozil was like fractionally below like full fitness, which means uh, he'll play him and he'll get hurt, which is exactly what happened to Aaron Ramsey. So um, we have that to look forward to. Olivier Giroud should be back in. Uh, Kashelny's already back. So yeah, I think they're gonna. Um, they're going to be <clears throat> certainly uh, better against a Watford side that was, should be overmatched. Uh, the Mustafi deal apparently is happening today, though. Um, he, I don't think he'll be ready he, to play. I agree, but um, he should be ready like as soon as next week. Like he's been trained, you know, he's been playing, so it's not like they're bringing in somebody who's been on holiday for a while. So uh, that'll be a nice. Uh, Nice uh, and Kish- and Kishelny is used to speaking, uh, uh, used to playing with the German next to him. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it, it'll be it'll be just like it'll be just like the old days when Parameter Sacker was healthy. Just Except like uh, Mustafi is significantly quicker. I was just going to say he's much much better. Um, <clears throat> better is a you know be better, quicker, better is yeah. relative term. He's much quicker. Yes. Yeah. But uh, someone who I, I will likely put a bid on in. Uh, in the EFSA, just just as as a public forewarning, as soon as that transfer is official. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, hundred bucks right there. Yeah, right. Well worth it. Uh, yes, exactly. I'm gonna make that joke uh, every time somebody comes up. That's right. I'm, I'm sure you will. And okay, Arsenal. Uh, pretty much anyone who starts, you're gonna like them. Yes. So like, if it's a Theo Walcott or an Alex Oxlade Chamberlain day, you're gonna start them. I'm assuming. I really hope it's Oxlade Chamberlain. Uh, I think he. I think offers, a lot of people do. Yeah, I think he offers more with that setup in terms of with uh, Alexis and uh, Giroud than like I feel like Walcott just kind of gets in the way when he plays with those guys whereas Oxlade Chamberlain recognizes how he can take advantage and he just uses his speed to get in front of everybody yeah he's like Victor Moses in that regard <laughs> yeah except he plays <laughs> uh, Victor Moses has gotten time in every game that Chelsea has played since yeah. the start of the season that happened last year too and then, Except, and then he uh, went to West Ham. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I mean, he was a, he was a late. That, and West Brom the year before that. Right, and right. I think uh, – and Spain's – I think Spain the year before that, something like that. Anyway. Yeah, he'll play the first couple uh, with Chelsea so they can say, look, he's good. And then adios. And then, and then yeah, okay. Uh, I think Juan Cuadrado is the one that goes adios because of Victor Moses. 
I think it's both of them. Speaking of Chelsea, I just want to bring this up because I'm going to forget later. Did you hear uh, that? Well, we, we, we can actually just move right along to Chelsea oh, versus yeah. Burnley. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, so Chelsea uh, Chelsea are at home against Burnley, and uh, you were going to say. Um, did you hear about this Michi Batshuayi, Ruben Loftus-Cheek friendship? Uh, yes, I did. And if Diego Costa is actually transferred out, which I don't think will happen, no. um, that would be your strike partnership. Did you hear uh, what their I, nickname is? Batman and Ruben. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds like something I would come up with. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Maybe because you didn't come up with it. That's correct. Yeah. If I had come up with it, you would. It would have just. There would have been like crickets. crickets yeah. Yes, yeah. and there would be some awkward silence. <laughs> That's right. I remember. Uh, oh yeah, you G chatted me during the midweek fixture. Uh, yeah. Bat, the word B A T. No bat emoji. But yeah, of I course was looking, the sushi. Emo- but of course the sushi. The sushi emoji yes. for bat sushi. Yes. yes. Okay. Uh, okay. Is this the week, Andrew, that Bat Shuai and Diego Costa play at the same time for at least forty-five minutes? Gosh, I really I. I mean, I don't. I didn't understand why it didn't happen last week, uh, but he scored twice in the midweek. So, like, if if he doesn't start this week, like, what does he have to do to get a start? I don't know. Uh, he has in in twenty two minutes of Premier League action, he has a goal and an assist, and he's also just looked dangerous. Mm-hmm. And then if you add the ninety minutes from the midweek fixture, he has three goals and an assist. Mm. So uh, his pace is pretty good. I'd say so. Uh, and he's also I mean, he's linking up well with whoever's around him as well. So it, it's it, – the, his talent for scoring goals is not because he hits like 30-yard stunners. He's just he, – he, almost like almost like a Jermaine Defoe quality where he's just in the right place. Yeah, he and knows where to be. He knows where to be. Yeah, inside the six-yard box. That's a good place to be when you have Eden Hazard on one side right. and a Willie on or Victor Moses or whoever on the other. The six-yard box is a good place to be. Mm-hmm. Very, very, you know, players like Olivier Giroud don't understand that sometimes. They tend to go out wide for some strange reason. Or Diego Costa actually is doing that a little bit too. But, yeah, he is. Um, it, it's interesting. But Burnley, you know what they're going to do. They're going to sit back. They're going to, you know, sit tight and hopefully hit you on the counter. Uh, that's usually Antonio Conte and Chelsea's game. So I'm wondering if they just decide to put the two battering rams up there and try to take the initiative and score the first goal. Um. I think the there's just too big of a talent disparity for that to to play out. Evenly. Well, we thought that last week too with Liverpool, and Liverpool scored zero times, and Burnley scored twice. Yeah, I I think there's still an, even that enough of a jump where um, I'm not sure Burnley's going to be able to play the game that they want to play. The one interesting thing from last week was that Willian did not play. Yeah, Willian had a knock, and I think he's basically facing a late fitness test this time so you know we'll see it seems like a fine opportunity to rest him just because it's not you know Burnley's not the, as I said Burnley's not the, like the biggest opponent they have a pretty big talent gap one of the interesting things was that Eden Hazard was taking corners uh, in place of Willian last week so I wonder if that'll continue if Fabregas gets on the field maybe he takes him but Hazard's been such an awesome fantasy option this season so far that I see no reason not to make him like one of the first picks this week. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, spoiler alert, he's on my DraftKings team. So it's it's going to be it's going to be an interesting game in that this is where, you know, just like Conte said after the midweek fixture where they won three to two, they actually let up two goals against Bristol. Um, 
they when you have an opportunity to kill the game, you have to take it. Mm-hmm. And Chelsea chronically haven't done that in the past two years. Um, it, it's what it's one of those situations where when you get the first one, they you can't you don't you can't just sit back mm-hmm. uh, in the Premier League because you know you'll get nicked off and, and get you'll you'll let up one uh, either on like a penalty or some kind of set piece or uh, teams are very well drilled in that regard. So. It's one of those situations where you have to – when you get one, you want to get two. And when you get two, if you get three, th- then you can sit back. Mm-hmm. You know, It's one of those situations where you have to kill the game off first and then sit back. Don't do it don't, – don't try it the other way around. Don't sit back to kill the game off. Right. Yep. <clears throat> totally agree. Um, and clearly the Chelsea defense is not strong enough because they keep – I mean they keep getting linked with other center backs – the the one that I'm surprised Chelsea is not in on is Jose Font because Manchester United and apparently Arsenal were interested in him. And I feel like if you have a guy who's proven in the Premier League, it's easier to make that move. But um, apparently their big deal offer for Romagnoli isn't happening. So I'm not sure how they get better there. It's well, Napoli just. Here's the here's the here's the domino effect that I can see. Uh, Napoli are very interested in taking Elikim Mangala from Manchester City on loan. If that does happen, that does. I'm not saying it's a good thing. I know. I know. Uh, what I'm saying is is that that could be the situation where, where Koulibaly becomes available mm-hmm. for the exorbitant fee that they're looking for. Yeah. Um, and if Chelsea are willing to pay it, I, I, it's just the going rate for a good center back, but. Bali could be one of the guys that that Conte wants, and then when you know Zuma comes back, that's a pretty decent pairing too, for right sure. there, just going forward. And then next summer they can add the third one for the three back system that they would likely play next season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway, I mean, Mustafi's going for I think it was thirty five million pounds. Oh, it's so expensive. But anyway, it, it, that's just – I mean there, there's a tax on Premier League teams because of the new television deal. Mm-hmm. Every other league knows that they have way more money. So that's just how it, that's just how it goes sometimes. All right. Uh, on the Burnley side, can you see an Andre Gray-Sam Vokes combination again? Sure. Because Chelsea, you know, they just tend to let up at least the goal. Right. Yeah. Because I have Thibaut Thibaut Courtois and FPL, and heaven forbid they get a clean sheet against teams they should crush. So, yeah. You know what? I'm happy that Chelsea are winning all these games without getting clean sheets because that means they're scoring multiple goals a game. And I think that's the strategy more people should employ. Who cares if you win 2-1 versus 1-0? Who cares? Just just win the just win the game and score some goals. I mean, get get that's what puts butts in seats and talented players on your roster. Doesn't win you golden gloves though. It does not win you golden gloves. That is certainly <laughs> correct. Um, but one one transfer bit of news: it looks like Asmir Begovic's time at Chelsea is over. Uh, Eduardo, they've signed, they signed Eduardo uh, as of yesterday. Oh, so yeah. if you have Asmir Begovic, it's time to get rid of him. <laughs> Champions <laughs> League, here we come. That's right. Uh, anyway. Uh, there's not much more to say about this one on Chelsea. You're going to take all the options you can probably except for Thibaut Courtois because you can't keep a clean sheet. But um, on Burnley's side, I mean, if you're in like a Taga format, would you be willing to play like a George Boyd or a Scott Arfield or people that can break up some play, maybe get some tackles and interceptions um, or I, Michael Keane, the def- the center back, the center back. Um, He'll be plenty busy. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think Stephen DeFore actually is probably right. the one you want. Stephen uh, DeFore, that's a DeFore, great, that's a great suggestion. Um, that's a great suggestion. Yeah, I think he's the the best play. Uh, I mean, Gray Andre Gray has the highest upside goal upside, but I think uh, DeFore is the one you'll want ahead of Boyd or Arfield. That is a great suggestion. I'm very, very happy you said that because I had totally forgotten that Burnley <laughs> signed. So thank you for that. Um, we will move on, though, to Crystal Palace and Burnmouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, just what a what a crap sandwich this game can. No turn way. Up. No way. You, you, you don't agree. This is I, this. Look, this to me looks like a relegation six pointer. No way. This is Christian Benteke's beginning to a 20 goal season. I don't think he scores twice. Are you are but... you are you wearing your Christian Benteke <laughs> Aston Villa jersey right I'm now? Not, or? I'm not. Um, I. It sounds he did play this uh, in the midweek, and it sounds like his fit somehow his fitness is not a hundred percent, despite a full preseason with Liverpool. But takes um, it takes a long it takes a long time to start running after you've been sitting on a bench for a year and a half. That's fair. That's fair. So, I guess Benteke Black starting. Sorry, the, go ahead. <laughs> Benteke's uh, no guarantee to start, but if he does, like, how do you not think that he could score against Burnmouth with Andros Townsend sent and Zaha sending in crosses? I mean, he, yes, I agree with you, but he, I mean, just taking a look at the pricings, he's expensive. He is. I, he's 8,200. Yeah. That's a lot. Um, yep. <clears throat> That's a huge risk you're taking. But just as a comparison on DraftKings, Michi Batshuayi, I think, is 7,000, hmm. something like that. Well, I think okay. that, yeah, I think that's more of a, a non-starter. You, you have the same exact concern. My point is you have the same exact concern. Will they start? Um, I I think the— so Are you saying that if they both start, because yeah, I think it's— One's for fitness and one's for a reason no one quite understands. <laughs> um, I'm saying I believe the pricing algorithm— prices in the fact that Batshuayi has not started and prices in the expectation that Benteke will start. That's why I believe there's a price difference. And I will just say I still disagree with it, but we will get to that later when we get to our daily dose. Okay, back to Crystal Palace. Uh, I don't even know what to think of the team yet. I really don't. They, they, they I mean, if Benteke starts, they have some kind of identity up front, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they need to figure out. Well, they have to get everybody fit, basically. Like uh, Yoan Kabai was a little nicked up at the you know earlier on. So I think if he gets back in, and they get Kabai, Punchin, Zaha, Townsend, and Benteke going, I think that's really good. But it's just a matter of making sure they can all stay on the field. Yeah, and on the other side, I mean, Callum Wilson has. Hasn't been hasn't impressed yet. Jordan Ibe certainly has not impressed. Uh, Junior Stanislas, you uh, like you said during the midweek podcast about finding a replacement for Matt Ritchie, it just hasn't happened. Yeah, definitely not. And uh, Max Gradle actually had a pretty good game in the midweek, so it sounds like he might play. About time. Yeah. So I, you know, that gives them another piece, but it still doesn't give them a number ten that they need. Like they yeah. they haven't solved this Ritchie problem yet. Well, I mean, if they pair Gradle with Callum Wilson, that's a stronger one-two than him and Joshua King. But I think still. you just play all three of them. Three center forwards. Well, Gradle's more of a winger. Okay, that's fair. But you're right; there is no number ten, yeah. and 
that that's what they need. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess you can. Yeah, I guess you could. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, it's just hard. <laughs> it's hard to play. It's hard to play wings with two center forwards. That's my point. Gotcha. So if you have Joshua King playing up there with uh, with with Callum Wilson, I don't I don't know where Gradle would fit. Either way, uh, um, is there is is there a lot of potential in this game fantasy wise? I, I see a lot of question. I see more question marks than exclamation points. Yeah, I think you're. I I agree. I, I like. I feel like I wouldn't be surprised if this was nil nil or three one. So on either side. I think I may have stumbled upon a really good expression. Okay. <laughs> so uh, you you might hear me say more exclamation points and question marks. Oh, gotcha. Going yeah. forward. Yeah, I, think I, I may have stumbled across something <clears throat> there. I, I, the problem is, is that I would, it, I would probably go four or five deep on the palace side before I took a Burnmouth player. Um, I'm not sure if I would go that far because of the fullbacks at Burnmouth and the way that they can send in crosses. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I, maybe. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how deep I would go, to be honest, at Crystal Palace. It might be three. I don't know about four or five, but it might be two or three. But I mean, Charlie Daniels, Adam Smith have something to say for Burnmouth. And then you have to factor in Callum Wilson somewhere. So I mean, you may get two or three, but then I may take two or three from Burnmouth. You would take Wilson ahead over of. Salah. Uh, would you take him over Kabai? Saha, by the way, who was subject to a, I think, an 11 or 12 million pound bid from Tottenham this week. Hmm. Throwing that out there. Uh, but anyway, yes, I would take him over Saha. If Kabai comes back. I'm thinking if all of the players start that we think should start, you would take Benteke, Punchin, Townsend, and Kabai. I'm not sure if I would take Punchin. That's the name I'm not sure about. Okay. Uh, I would take Benteke and Kabai. I'm not sure if I would take Punchin. That's where I start to draw and the Townsend. line. Townsend. Townsend has to be first. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Townsend. Sorry. Those three. Yeah, you're right. So three, and then I would probably take some Burnmouth players if I take a guess. But it, it's it's personal preference at that point. And, my, and when you're deciding between all those options, there's probably other ones you're going to look for at that point. You're really not going to want to take Callum Wilson probably. Right. Uh, you're going to just look elsewhere after those two or three Palace players, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Let's move on. Everton at home against Stoke City. I misspoke last week, by the way, for Stoke calling it the Britannia Stadium. It is no longer yeah. that. It's Bet365. Right, right. Just rolls my, off my, your tongue. My deepest, my deepest apologies. <laughs> so the Bet365. Okay. Anyway, but they are at Goodison Park, still named Goodison Park. Uh, Everton, though, uh, Kevin Morales has made his name felt uh ross barkley has been dynamite this season romo lukaku may be coming back gerald de lefeu i thought was overhyped in the preseason but uh you gotta like what everton's doing here already under uh ronald kuman yeah i'm anxious to see what the domino effect is of balassi starting um because i assume he starts and whether that means morales gets bumped or as you said de lefeu yep um I don't know. Uh, Morales. That, that that's that's the whatever thousand dollar question on DraftKings is. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Morales thing, like I don't want to say it's been like bothering me, but like he's been pumped as like this great fantasy option for the last two weeks. And like last week, I didn't like him at all. And so I guess so he was good in the first week because he was taking corners. And um, 
He scored last week, didn't he? And then he scored last week on a goal that, like, it was such a weak goal. And without that goal... Do they, would, do, that does it not count? It, it definitely counts. It definitely counts. But, like, it was a garbage goal. Uh, to, to use that as, like, a he's a goal scorer or, like, he's a great option because he scores, like, that goal doesn't shouldn't make that argument. But, like, outside of that goal, he would have scored one point. And so it's, like, the... Or two points, maybe. I forget what it was. But, like... The everybody was looking at him like, oh, he has a really good floor and like he's forward eligible on DraftKings. But like this, that that's over. I think now that Belassi's there, um, who was also forward eligible. Yes, yes. Um, I don't know. I don't. I'm just ne- never been that that much of a Morales guy. It's really it's really how he's deployed. I mean, if he's deployed on the other side of Belassi and you know, and Barkley is in the middle of them too, that's dangerous. Yes, uh, that that is that has speed, that has power, that has precision, and especially if you put Lukaku as the center forward, yeah, among them. Whew. I mean, if Lukaku's not Lukaku is not ready to come back and play a full ninety, and they put Jerry D in the middle, that would be a waste for Ugh, one. Gross. But th- there is a situation where all four of them could play. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, something to keep in mind from the Everton side. Uh, I am. Not a fan, by the way, still of Leighton Baines, even though I did draft him once. <laughs> um, it's, he ha- and you know what? He's lived up to my expectation of him being awful so uh-huh. far this season. So in my defense, I was right, but I, I was also wrong at the same time. It's the perfect way to describe me at fantasy uh, soccer. Uh, <laughs> on the Stoke side, Boyan converted a penalty against the coach that exiled him from Barcelona. So that must have been fun for him. That always feels good. Right? But, uh, I mean, it was a weak, it was a weak shout for a penalty. Oh gosh. Yes. (laughs) Someone bounced off of, I think someone bounced off of Ryan Shawcross and they called the penalty because the guy bounced off Ryan Shawcross. Anyway, um, doesn't matter. Stoke looked terrible. Uh, I I just, even though the first two weeks are not, are just not indicative of how I mean I don't even know if they they have one point against Middlesbrough but in, the, in week one they didn't earn that uh, and I mean, they earned sorry they earned it but they didn't deserve it that's the way I put go. it and the four one and the four one for Manchester City was still made it closer than it appeared yeah so it's it Stoke have just it's been bad it's just been really bad yeah Jordan Shakiri um, didn't play last week and that. I think opened up a little more for Boyan. Amazingly, Joe Allen came on and was taking corners and was basically playing the number 10, which is... Looked, looked great. And he looked awesome. Um, so I think he's going to start this week. And, uh, you know, the they look better with him on the field. So I'm not sure we've seen, like, the stoke that is going to happen. The problem is I think they... I think Allen is better when Shakiri is not on the field. Like, I think he gets more involved. And Shakiri is questionable, so... You know, there's no guarantee he plays this week. But uh, I feel like the the biggest guy who hasn't been contributing is Arnautovic, that this team kind of goes with him. Like, if he's playing really well, then they're winning. And right now, he's doing nothing. Um, and when you get nothing from – I mean, would you argue he's their best goal scorer? Like, you wouldn't make – you wouldn't really say it's like Mommy do you for – no, you're right. Half you're, you're, like it's Arnautovic. You're 100 percent correct, and he's he's probably still on that uh, Austria hangover. They were terrible there too. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, the he took five shots in the opener, and he only got one off last week. So, I think when he gets going, Stoke will get going. 
Uh, I'm not sure if against the Ronald Koeman led Everton is the place to go at, at Goodison Park. I'm not sure if that's the the situation for it. I agree. Uh, so <clears throat> I would say lean heavily on Everton options if you can. Um, but we'll move on though to Leicester at home against Swansea. Leicester, of course, getting the point against Arsenal. Uh, some would say it was deserved because of the lack of penalties that Leicester got that they may have they may have deserved, but they didn't <laughs> get. Right. Um, however, Arsenal did outplay them. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, I was dead wrong about this game too. By the way, I went with the whole it's going to be high scoring, just like the ones last year. And not like only most... was it not high scoring, it was no scoring. no scoring. <laughs> uh, it, 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 like a lot of the Premier Premier League games, they become very disappointing from a goal scoring perspective. Yeah. Uh, but this one is not two Premier Premier League teams. It is Leicester who got a very favorable uh, Champions League draw yesterday. Oh. By the Deserved. Uh, I mean, if you win the Premier League, you should get a good. Not yeah, that they, they fix the draw. They, they got they got a better draw than most. Yes. <laughs> Besides for Juventus, they have the easiest group, and I'm still not sure if they'll finish first in that group because I think Porto may finish first. Anyway, um, Leicester are at home against Swansea City. Uh, is this the? Do we finally see Gilfie Sigurdsson? What's going on here? Uh, it was just a a fitness thing. Well, he played last week, didn't he? Yeah, he played ninety last week, so. Uh, yes, I think he. Yeah, I think he'll be was it, fine. Was it a was it a silent ninety minutes? He had eleven crosses any... last week. Oh God, I just I I I just was not paying attention to Swansea City last week. So well, my apologies it, there. In fairness, it was Hull versus Swansea. You're not going to pay attention. Nobody's going to pay attention to that much. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll get to Hull in a second because I mispronounced their stadium last week too. So I got to get to that too. Um, but uh, uh, Swans, but Swansea, Gilfie Sigurdsson. Uh, apparently with the 11 crosses actually kind of <laughs> paid off his value. So I apologize. I was t- dead wrong. Uh, but would you take him or Mares this week? Mares. Why? Because Mares in week one looked great. Week two did not look great against Arsenal. I think that's the key. It's not it, It's not Arsenal? Right. He was intimidated thinking like, oh, I should have signed with these guys. And maybe he was trying to overdo it a little bit. No, I think this matchup is much better. They're at home. I'm all in on Leicester. They were at home last week too against Arsenal, but yeah, but again, yeah. I'd All right, it. fair. That's fair. That's fair. And and Jamie Vardy, mm. yeah, will he finally score, or will he continue his Team England form? Yeah, uh, the well, he scored with England, didn't he? he get better the, for England pre- yeah. in the prelims. Mm. Um, I'm not sure you can justify taking Vardy over Mares at this point. Um. Just because, I don't know. I the would you take Ahmed Musa over him in a DraftKings no, situation? No, no, no. Those two are still light years ahead of everybody else. Mm. Uh, I guess you can make a case for Albrighton because he's. I think he's back on corners, but I don't. I don't see the. I don't think Musa has Vardy's upside. Musa, Musa made Hector Bellerin look slow. That yeah, is not I mean, easy to do. There are plenty that is of fast, not easy to do. Plenty of fast guys. Well, he's fast and he has skill, and I think he's been unlucky mm-hmm. in terms of not getting assists or goals so far. <clears throat> well, who knows if he'll even start? He didn't even start uh, last week. I know that was so disappointing. So. Um, oh, don't don't even get don't even make me nervous about that. <laughs> All right, uh, Fernando Llorente, is he startable? Not for me. Is Lucas Fabianski this week startable, considering Leicester struggled to score? No. 
Uh, they there's don't, there's is nobody. It, is it because less? Because is it because Leicester don't shoot enough on target without goals, or is it because? I think Leicester's. Gonna, I think Leicester's going to score a few. Okay. And do you think Swansea get any? No, I don't. Really? So then you like Casper Schmeichel and the Kristen Fuchses of the world? Uh, I do. They're expensive everywhere, so. I mean, that's the only. I I, I tend not to pay up for player, you know, guys like that, but. If you're so inclined, go right. I think it's perfectly fine. And for me, uh, I think I think you actually might, be, especially in Taga situations where you get like tackles and interceptions, guys like Kyle Naughton, Ben Kingsley, um, Stephen Kingsley. Have, sorry, Stephen. <laughs> ben Kingsley ben. played Monday. <laughs> there is a Ben Kingsley. He's just not a soccer player. Right. If you were <laughs> if your fantasy Gandhi leagues, then yes, he would be in there. He was also great in Hugo. He was great in a lot of movies. The Last Airbender, I think he was decent in it. Anyway, um, man, I know way too much about Ben Kingsley than I care to. Um, but Stephen Kingsley on Swansea, um, I don't. I, I don't. I think his value drops again. Uh, he didn't do that, that great last week, and Kyle Naughton still did. Yeah, I think Kingsley's kind of on borrowed time with uh, Neil Taylor, kind of yep. getting back to fitness. So, I think once that happens, we'll. Well, yeah, but even still, let's say this is another Kingsley game. I still would rather pay whatever the difference is between him and Kyle Naughton. I, t- I take Naughton. You, yes, I agree with you on that one. Yeah, I think uh... you tried. You tried to convince me that Ben Kingsley was the sorry Stephen Kingsley. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? He's Ben Kingsley from now on. Um, no, uh, he. I used to, you tried to convince me last week that Stephen Kingsley at the savings is more worth it. He's the guy to take, and I disagreed. And I, I think I was proven correct. Um. Your cat certainly agrees. Yeah, that's uh, fine. Yes, you were right. Thank you. That's all I wanted to hear. We'll move on. Southampton are at home against Sunderland. Uh, the Lyndon Gooch-led Sunderland. I'm yeah. Uh, uh, but in all honesty, Southampton under Claude Puel, they uh, they look they look like a solid team playing side. They have it's a more defensive look than under Kuman. Um, that, that that's kind of the impression that I've taken from it, and they're 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 not going they're unlikely to start two strikers, so it's it's basically Shane Long and and Shane Long. Well, they they've moved Redmond to a kind of a striker. Yeah, but it's not it's like really a dual a striker. striker. He get, he gets the roam around. It's not really like a he. It's more of a it, it, he's more of a number ten than he is like a second number nine. Um, he he roams around. He's not just sitting in the middle in the six gotcha. yard in the eighteen. Yeah. So, yeah. There's free um, movement there, and Tadic is really the true number ten, sitting behind both of them, really. But right, I guess it's more Redmond's still not that wide. He may not be smack in the middle, but he's not that wide either. Yeah, I mean, I mean, because basically, what I what I saw last week against Manchester United, first of all, they played really well in the first half. Mm-hmm. They really, they played really, really well, and then when they gave up the second goal, that was kind was of over, it. Yeah. But, uh, and, and then. And then, really, Manchester United started to express themselves at two nothing. But um, even at one nothing, they still created a bunch of chances. And it, it, I think Southampton are still a dangerous team, and I think that they're going to show that against Sunderland. I think they're going to put it on them. So, who's your top play from this game? It's a great question. Um, it's a really, really good question. It could be someone like Matt Target, for example. Oh, gross. It could be because they, they might send in some crosses, but. Just and he might get an assist. That's really kind of like where where I'm going with that. But he could also not play in terms of in terms of yes, that's true. In terms of the forwards and midfielders, it's really more 
Dusan Tadic and, and Dusan Tadic. Because yeah. he's the most consistent of the bunch. Mm-hmm. And I believe if there is a penalty to be taken, I'm, I, you know what? I'm not even sure. Shane Long still may take that. I'm not sure. But I was going to say Stephen Davis. Oh, even worse. God, I hope Stephen Davis just doesn't start anymore. He 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 looks like a one-legged man in a butt kicking contest out there sometimes. <laughs> it's it's just not. I I really am not a fan of Stephen Davis's game, and I think that they can do a lot better. But he's definitely taking a penalty this weekend. Oh God, I hope not. I hope he misses. <laughs> anyway, for the Southampton side, I would say I would say it's Dusan Tadic, and then it's. Every, you know, then there's a significant drop, and then there's everyone else in terms of, you know, like Nathan Rebens of the world, Shane Longs of the world, even Patrick Van Onholtz of the world. Um, I, I really think this is a Dusan Tadic show. What about Adnan Yanazai? No. Really? Although I did not know he could grow facial hair, though. <laughs> I honestly did not know he could. I thought he had one of those faces that it just didn't happen, but I was wrong. And he's also a lot taller than I thought he was. Yeah, he is. He he may have hit a growth spurt from his time from Manchester. Yeah, uh, now going, he's fifteen or whatever it is. Yeah, whatever he is. Yeah, uh, it, it is totally possible that he had a growth spurt and he's finally going through puberty. But it, it's uh, it, I I don't like Yanazai. Um, he he goes invisible for too long in games. Have we seen enough games to know that? At least under David Moyes, David Moyes is Manchester United. Yeah. Oh well, that's that's a lifetime ago. Oh God, two years. Yeah, um, but it's really I haven't. I, I no. I, I and, and he has to show it to me first. I'm not going to jump on the train now. How's okay. that? Okay, that's reasonable. I, I mean, the only train that I'm jumping on for Sunderland is Van Allenholt, and I would still rather have George Friend, but mm. I can't do that today or tomorrow because mm. George Friend plays on Sunday. Mm. He's banged up too. Yes, I know. Um, because I've been I've been talking him up. That's what happens. So, so Tadic is one, and we don't have it. You don't have a two, or is Not it Redmond? Reason. Red. It would be Redmond, but it's a distant two. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I still like Redmond in this game, but it's not. It's not like I would like him as much as Tadic. Not even close. I think my problem with Tadic is that he doesn't score enough. Like he doesn't have enough goals. He's wait. He's... In draft in DraftKings, I'm not sure if that's really a bother because of all the crossing that he can do. Um, I guess, I guess it's more, they don't have to be, they don't have to be completed crosses. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I, Jesus Navas has taught me that, but the, the, the lack of legitimate goal upside is what makes me pause on Tadic usually when it comes yeah, to so, I mean, well, the, DraftKings, you know, we'll, we'll get, you know what, let's, let's earmark this conversation for the daily dose. Cause okay. I, I, I have some opinions on that. Okay. But let's move on then to Hull at home against Manchester United. It's all systems go for the Red Devils here, right? Hall can't continue their their pace, right? No, no. I mean, uh, they're, they're definitely they're definitely better than we thought they were, but that doesn't mean they're good, and they're way overmatched in this one. Way overmatched, way outmanned, and as soon as that those thirteen healthy players start to get tired in week four, right? Yeah. Uh, well, well, well they'll they'll be found. They, I mean, they they're going to get found out anyway. This just might be the game where. I, I mean, Zlatan may get a hat-trick in this one. Mm. And this is the King-Com Stadium. The K-Com, excuse me. But the K does stand for King, I believe. King's communication. Anyway, uh, K-Com Stadium. Not the KC. Or the KP. Or the KP. 
which is a different stadium. I would really like to see. Hey, KP is Leicester, by the way. Yes, um, would like to see Henrik Mkhitaryan start. Like, uh, I, I I hope so too. Come on, I think bring this it. Is the week. I think this is the week. Gosh, I... it's got to happen. Well, I, I told you in the midweek podcast. Like, you, if you look at Jose Mourinho's face, it's happy, happy, happy. While Mata touches the ball, sad. Happy, 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 happy. While Mata loses the ball, sad. And then Mkhitaryan comes in. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I'd like to. I'd like to see it because. I think we'd all like to see it, but yeah. uh, if you have to twenty nine combined minutes is not going to do it for me. If if you have to pick a fullback, would you take Valencia or Luke Shaw? Um, I'm not even going to discuss the whole. I'm not even going to discuss Andrew Robertson. Really, I know he's an option, but I'm not taking it. Yeah, it, it feels like they kind of alternate games of which one is attacking more. Um, so I feel like if that's the case, then you can just take the cheaper one like i'm not sure I, I, normally i feel like it's valencia but um like i said i'm not sure valencia is like significantly better than shaw and so in in terms of like attacking points on DraftKings, so just take the savings like whoever's cheaper week to week just take that one man you feel you strongly were... one way or the other you are spoiling. You are spoiling what I'm. What I'm trying to do. Yeah. Uh, for, we'll, we'll earmark that again for Great. the DraftKings. For the DraftKings talk. But yes, I agree with you, and that's what I did. We'll we'll talk about that when we get to the DraftKings stuff. Okay. Um, I think it's pretty obvious. You start all the Manchester Uniteds. You don't start Hull City, except for maybe Alvaro Hernandez if you have him in a season long. Maybe. Ugh. Um, you don't want to, but you may have to. Yeah. Gross. I. If you have to, that's that's a bummer. That's the only, basically, if you have a whole person in your lineup, you're just gonna not you're gonna not watch the game and hope something good happens. Right. Because <laughs> that team will. I mean, if they come within two goals, I'll be impressed. Manchester United should actually extend their goal differential lead over everybody this weekend. Yeah. If if they're up three nothing at the half, is there any reason to play Zlatan for the second? Yes, because really? Zlatan wants to score as many goals as oh. possible. What if he has all three of them already? I, I want to see you try to substitute Zlatan Ibrahimovic <laughs> after 45 minutes. I'm not me. It's not me. It's Jose Mourinho. It's like the one guy who. Uh, yes, yes, the one guy with a bigger ego than Zlatan, right. maybe. Um, it's Zlatan, Zlatan. I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, you, I'm not saying don't ever substitute Zlatan, but just not after 45 minutes. Yeah. Let him get a run out in the second half, and okay. after 60 minutes, then you can do it. But. Yeah. Don't 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 do it early because that can be that can be let that can be thought of as insulting a little bit too to players. Mm. It's a man management thing. Okay. And Jose Mourinho has been working on man management this year. You can believe that. Mm. That worked so well at Chelsea last year. That's my point. <laughs> because it didn't, he ha- he definitely has worked on his man management. Yeah. When was the last time you heard him just say someone played really really well, played a perfect game? When was the last time you heard him say that? Has he ever said it? He did. Oh. He said it. He said it for Marijuan Fellaini in week one. Oh yeah. And he said it about Paul Pogba in week two. Yeah. He has so, to say it. I'm like he has to say that about Pogba. That's the problem. Yeah, but he does not say about Fellaini. Anyway, yeah. uh, just, let's move on because I'm frustrated about talking about Jose Mourinho on a different team. Uh, West Brom are at home against Middlesbrough. Uh, it's it's. I, I mean, normally I would say this is a zero zero game, but Middlesbrough are just too darn stubborn and they like to score at least once. <laughs> 
Yeah, the beast of Arno Grado. Although it was Stuani last week, right? So That's correct. But the Grado got both assists. Right. <clears throat> um Are you really gonna take anybody other than those two? Like Downing, I guess. That's Sunday slate's pretty George, George Friend if healthy. Yeah. Craig Craig Dawson I would take. It's astonishing how much you like George Friend. It's not astonishing. He would have <laughs> wait he would have far outscored Patrick Van Aholt if and Van Hall didn't score. Yeah, if they didn't count all those points. Yeah, just like Morales's points, exactly. You're right. <laughs> Van Anhold's goal was much better than Morales's. I don't care. <laughs> it's the same principle. Hmm. Um, can you really trust anybody from West Brom? Offensively, no. Crossing-wise, yes. I mean, Matt Phillips, you can get some crosses out of him. Uh, it's the same thing with Craig Dawson. I mean, Craig Gardner has been providing assists. Yeah. I mean, that helps. Um, he also is both... But, I mean, Craig Gardner and Craig Dawson are both susceptible to red cards and goals and assists. <laughs> so just take it with a grain of salt. I mean, you made the, that's another one of those times where if you have them in your lineup, you just don't watch the game and you just look at the final score at the end. Yeah. You just got to close your eyes and hope it goes well. But for middle, I mean, I, I do like the Middlesbrough options far better than I like the West Brom options, except for Craig Dawson. Yeah. I think and, maybe, and maybe Ben Foster. Maybe. Middlesbrough may get enough shots on target that are weak. Yeah, they might. Maybe they might. I I doubt it. But I, I mean, is this another Brad Guzan game? By the way, I think so. I mean, he he won that, last week. That, why not? I think Valdez that, is still a little banged up. So yeah, because that gets that could be a value target for goalkeeping. I guess. I'm not sure how much of a value he'd be because there's only two games. Yes, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, but anyway, I I would say Craig Dawson is the best is the best West Brom option by a decent margin. And I would take him probably third, second or third overall in the game behind definitely Negredo and possibly Strani. Mm-hmm. And you know, George, if George friend is healthy and starts. Yeah. Well, of course you'll take him. So I will probably take him. Yes. But that's tough between Dawson, between Dawson and friend. I'd probably just take the less expensive option or if not both. Um, I think you wouldn't take both because you need to spend up elsewhere. Potentially. That's fair. That's fair. But I think this game's more defensive than offensive. Okay. Yep. All right. Let's move on to a game that promises to have goals because both teams uh, just don't. Com- I mean, they. Oh my god! I, I, if Claudio Bravo starts, first of all, I'm not sure. If, I'm not sure if he will. I think he will. I think he will. But uh, so that means Caballero's days are done. Yep. Uh, but it was only a matter of time, though. Correct, but there is there is a Twitter handle called has we- has Man City conceded yet? <laughs> so there there's one there, that's one thing, and then West Ham just percentage wise they 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 play in the most multi goal games in terms of both teams scoring than mm-hmm. anybody else. Well, they did last year, yes. Yeah, and, and so far I think that's happened this year. They, I, they, they uh, nope, that's not true. They did. Sorry, I misspoke. They did. Sh- they, they did shut out Bournemouth last week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But in this game, I do think both teams score. I think Pyatt's coming back. Um, I have no idea if they will start a forward. Like, yeah, I don't know how how they... Enter Valencia. I guess. He hasn't really been that great. Um, I'm not saying you would... They won't start a forward you like. I mean, Jonathan Cagliari is still around. They could start Gokentore over Valencia. But on the outside, uh, as a winger or or as or as a or as a center center midfielder, they wouldn't start him as a center forward. 
Well, that's what I mean. I don't, I don't really ever see Valencia as like a center forward. I always looked at him more as a winger. Yeah. I mean, Cagliari is uh, – West Ham have to be embarrassed, by the way, being dumped out of the of Europa already. Yeah, already. I think by the same team as – It was the same team. Oh, just awful. A, a small Romanian team. Yeah. I can't even pronounce it, so I'm not going to try. That was but, yeah, That's a tough one. But West Ham – Especially last year, they played better on the road. <laughs> so, um, it, this is a confusing game to me. I'm not. Sh- I would only take offensive options in this one. I probably wouldn't take defensive options. I probably, I'd probably take the defensive options of West Brom, Middlesbrough, and take the offensive options from Man City and West Ham. Uh, the only defender in this game that kind of intrigues me is um, Arthur Masuaku because he just looks good. like he's been really good. He like totally fills that stat sheet. Uh, the like the I'm not sure there's a clean sheet on Sunday, so you might as well get the can, can contribute everywhere else. And they're not even like the Man City uh, fullbacks haven't been crossing that much, just because that's Pep has never had or recently hasn't had like high crossing ones, even with Kolarov uh, out there. And they kind of all interchange positions on the field anyway. Uh, Masuaku crosses sometimes. Sam Byram doesn't really cross at all. Um, so like specifically in this game, I think you're, if, if you're looking for defenders, you're, you need some more peripheral points and Masuaku just gobbles those up. Yeah. That's a total, that's totally fair. Um, I'm, I just think there's a lot of goals coming, uh, especially because Aguero's playing so well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really, I, Man City and, particularly Aguero under Pepper playing so well, I think the goals may outdo the goals against may outdo some of those peripheral stats for, uh, for Asawaku, but it's they, tough. I mean, the goals against means nothing for DraftKings for a defender. That's true. So. That's true. I was thinking Taga. Yeah. I was thinking Taga. They got but a pretty tough champions league group. Yes, they did. They got the group of death, <laughs> which is not really that deadly compared to other years, but I'm not even sure that's the toughest group. Meaning, I'm not sure the uh, of the four teams, they're the most equal. That's how I would put it. Okay, uh, that, uh, that's fair. Uh, that's fair enough. But uh, it, all systems go for terms of. Uh, would you actually start Raheem Sterling in the Sunday slate? Uh, um, no, no. Okay. Fair I'm enough. thinking Let's... about it more this year than I did last year, the year before. But I'm not there yet on Raheem Sterling. All right. Uh, especially because you, we may start seeing the likes of Leroy Sané and uh, Ilkay Gundogan start cracking the lineup, which means some people have to go. Yeah, I assume – actually, I kind of assume that Sané and Sterling will just alternate. I don't think Sané will like totally take that job. And Gundogan, I assume, spells trouble for Fernandinho, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I was just saying that you know, people are going to have to start making way in that midfield soon. Yeah, so yeah. Just, just they have enough enough competitions where everyone will play enough, though. Correct. Uh, that, uh, if someone takes the job, they take the job. I mean, yeah, it's, that's it's, fair. Yeah, I think Leroy Sané is better than a lot of people think. Yeah, I, I, I'm very high on his talent. That's I mean, position-wise and even kind of game-wise, although he's better, I mean, he's he's basically Raheem Sterling. He's Raheem Sterling who can score. Okay, <laughs> that's that's the way I'll put it. Sane's final product is far better than Sterling's final product, but otherwise, yes, I consider them very. And they're similar. both so young that like, I, 
they may not be done developing. Yeah. I understand, but I think Sane is closer than Sterling. Okay, I agree with you. Okay, let's on that note. Let's go on to our head-to-head in DraftKings. Here we are one and one. Um, I'm declaring myself the winner because I just did very well last week in DraftKings. <laughs> I did. I, I I don't know exactly what the score would have been, but I know I would. You apparently won. The, okay, great. Uh, oh no no I. Okay, fine. I had Morales. I had Holgate. I had Hazard. I had. Um, I had a whole bunch of players that scored a whole bunch of points. I don't think you did. Hmm. Probably not. That's correct. Did I have an Aguero Ibrahimovic stack? Probably not. Right? You did not. Okay. You, you did not. You had Aguero, but you did not have Ibrahimovic. Gotcha. Okay. Let's dive in. <sighs> yes. Goalkeeper. Same principle as last week, except this time it's actually going to happen. Tom Heaton is my goalkeeper because as long as they price him at the low 4,000s, I'm taking him. Uh, he he should get some saves. Uh, there should be some goals scored, but Chelsea have not scored more than twice this season. So I'm not sure if this is the week they do it either, where they start scoring goals in fours and fives. But uh, as long as they score three or fewer, I think there are enough saves for Tom Heaton to get to make himself worthwhile. At the defensive end, I took Kyle Naughton again because he's great. He's much better than Ben and Stephen Kingsley. <laughs> uh, so Kyle Naughton at 3,700. And I took Luke Shaw because he is less expensive than Antonio Valencia at 4,300. That's the only reason why. I wanted to take one of the two, yeah. and I took the less expensive option. Um, but how many Oscars does Stephen Kingsley have? That's, that's <laughs> a very good um, point. I have Naughton and Shaw as well for the reasons you ex- explained. And I paid 4,300 for Jordan Pickford, who's going to be starting against a Southampton side that I don't think is going to crush Sunderland. And I believe I said at the beginning of the season that Vito Minone may not keep that job for too long. In fairness, it's an elbow injury. This wasn't a... <laughs> but I, I, here's my point. I don't much... Jordan Pickford is good enough where Minone may not get his job back. They are apparently looking for another keeper. I. It depends on who that guy ends up being in terms of Pickford's upside. Like if they get Joe Hart... Pickford's not going to start. I don't think Joe Hart is trading Man City for Sunderland. Probably not, but you know, money, money could be there. Anyway, um, there Sunderland. I have five midfielders because I played two of them. I guess I have, one of them could. I have four. Technically, been a mid a yeah. forward. I have I have one forward. Who you got? <clears throat> Let's just go through all five. I have Ross Barkley. I have Henrik Mkhitaryan because mm-hmm. I think this is the week mm-hmm. and I'm betting 8,100 that I think that it is the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, easy to pivot from. That's the way I put it. Yes. Uh, I have Eden Hazard as a forward and as my utility, I have Nathan Redmond, mm-hmm. even though he is a distant two to Tottenham. I still <laughs> think there's value there at 5,900. It's the price that makes him valuable, not the actual yep. matchup slash talent. Yep. Um, quick, go through those quickly again. Mkhitaryan, Mkhitaryan Hazard, Redmond. And who's the forward? Michi Batshuayi oh, at 7,100. I, I also I think this value. is... The, uh, yeah, at 7,100, that is a value at forward. And mm. at this, if this is the week he starts and gets the full 90, he's already averaging 10 points a game. Yeah. He he's already average, And he's played 22 total minutes yeah. in two games. Yeah, I love that call. Um, I had a lineup with him in it, and... I kind of wish I still did. Um, I now you can't take him. Right. You can't take him if he starts. I also have Mkhitaryan. Um, 
and I believe that's all I have for the next uh, group in terms that you have. Um, I have Andros Townsend, Eden Hazard, Alexis. So I, I also have. Ed oh, Hazard. you have Hazard. That's right. Alexis Sanchez and Joe Allen. Joe Allen, I was thinking about very, very much. I'm a little disappointed. I can't pivot to him. If Allen starts and Jordan Shakiri does not, that 3,900 bucks seems like a steal to me. It is a total steal. It is a total steal, but I'm I'm not again. I didn't do it because I'm pretty sure Shakiri will start, and my internet access this weekend will be limited. <laughs> I um, I basically went with Townsend over Batshuayi. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> well, Townsend has I think I more DraftKings points than anybody this season so far. So I, I understand. And home against Burnmouth with Benteke in the box, like that's why I'm going with Townsend over Batshuayi. Actually, I, I'm not sure if that's 100% true. I, I mean, I think he's, what is he averaging, like 20 points a game? I think that Mahrez is still averaging 22. No, that's not true. No, no, he right. can't. Be. Sorry, Ibrahimovic is averaging 22. Oh. Okay. So everybody, but, yeah, okay. But your point is still valid. Now, a, a name that I'm interested that neither of us put in our DraftKings lineup, and again, I just want to emphasize this because we've said it a couple times on the podcast before. Paul Pogba is not mm. on either of our lineups, even though we both love Paul Pogba. I th- I thought about Pogba in turn in place of Mkhitaryan. Um and if Mkhitaryan does not start, I will probably just go right to Pogba. But the and he's only a hundred bucks less than right. eight thousand. Um, I also have seven hundred bucks left, so theoretically I could play around. But um, I my thought is that Mkhitaryan would be on corners if he starts hoping that Mata or in place of Mata basically, or, and hoping they decide that Mkhitaryan is better on them than Rooney is. But, um, so that's the reason I went with Mkhitaryan over Pogba, because I think the floor is a little better if, if he's yeah. taking corners. I think he'll also be on crossing set pieces. He'll almost certainly be on crossing set pieces mm-hmm. and not Could be way. Rooney certainly Rooney. would not be. Yeah. He'd be in the site. He'd be in the mix. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, I, that's why I like Mkhitaryan for that reason as well. Again, that, just want to make sure the stressing know the rules in which you're playing. If this was a Taga format, I would likely take Pogba first. I was just going to say, oh. I have Pogba in my Taga perfect 11 team. I think I do as well. And I don't see any reason why I would ever not have him. On uh, Yeah. On Taga, it's tough to make the case. I mean, we both thought he was, you know, top three or number one overall. Even I think both of us did uh, number one overall when he entered the league. So he was drafted fourth overall in both the leagues that we were in. And I thought that was a steal. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right. Uh, it's what's interesting to me too. There's one last, one last point before we end this podcast. Are we both just waiting to see what Yannick Balassi looks like at Everton before we start buying in? Because both of us like Yannick Balassi and we both like the situation he landed in, but neither of us took the bite at 7,400. Yeah. I, I thought of it. The, the slate is so deep that like multi-entry people are going to love it because there's so many ways you can go, which makes it difficult if you don't play that way because you have to pick and choose. And I just didn't, uh, the, the Morales on the bench thing and the fact that he hasn't played a ton with Everton made me worry a little bit that he wouldn't play 90 minutes. Um, and the fact that like he may cross from open play, but there are better crossers out there. Uh, Lukaku's still kind of questionable. Um, so 
I do like Belasi a lot. Like if if whoever won the big GPP had him, like I wouldn't be surprised. But I found it tough to fit him in, not so much salary wise, just as uh, that there were not enough midfield or there were too many midfielders I liked ahead of him that weren't cost prohibitive. He and Martial are my potential pivots from Batshuayi. Yeah, that makes sense. So Martial just looks miserable, by the way. Well, he had two assists in the in the opener. Yeah, but he just doesn't look like he's happy. He looks. Oh, oh, oh. He just doesn't look like he's happy playing just... with all these all these stars that are significantly better than him. Right. <laughs> could be the case. It certainly could be. All right, and on that note, we will end this episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. Uh, stay on the lookout for that DraftKings League link that both Andrew and I will be tweeting out later in the day. Uh, we are going to be also. Uh, just all over the Twitter this weekend. So keep an eye out for at sports by Gotti for me, G O T T I at the end and at Rotowire Andrew for Andrew. So thank you so much for joining us today. And we'll catch you next week when we recap all the action from this weekend's Premier League. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire fantasy soccer podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Oh, wow. You're actually wearing your hair down tonight. Yeah, because I finally decided that I love my hair. I figured out the solution for my morning frizz, midday poof, and even next day bedhead. It's Frizz E Secret Weapon Touch-Up Cream by John Frieda. Well, you and your hair look flawless. Flawless and touchable. Feel. See? It's soft. Smooth ends, no flyaways, shiny. Well, I clearly need to get some because your hair looks amazing. Frizz E Secret Weapon, only from John Frieda.